Bees Bulletin hits the north. I'm Stuart Hughes with a bonus Bees Bulletin. And, and it's not very often we have a Bees Bulletin on a Friday or before a match. But poor old Mark Burridge is sitting in the car on the road to Blackburn all on his own. And I thought, if for no other reason, we could at least keep him company for a bit of time while he's driving his way all the way up to Ewood Park. And uh, have a look at the sat-nav, Mark. Where exactly are you now? Uh, I'm about 10 minutes from West Brom's ground, so uh, make good time. Uh, and uh, what's the ETA, according to your uh, and your BMW 5 Series? I'm sure your driver will be able to tell you exactly when you will be arriving at Ewood Park. So when, when do you arrive? I honestly don't have the sat-nav on because I know where I'm going, uh, but I thought I'd, as long as I'm there by... Five o'clock, I'll be happy. You get there for five, and if a couple of recent gremlins are anything to do by, we should hear you on air at about five past eight uh, this um, afternoon, <laughs> this evening. Hopefully, seven thirty. Uh, <laughs> all morning tonight, so we'll uh, we'll go on a little bit earlier. And we've got Ben Burgess with us, who's uh, a brilliant summariser, and uh, really looking forward to Ben joining us again. And he's certainly due a victory. We don't normally play well where Ben's. Uh, with us, but tonight I'm sure it's going to be different. The I Follow Northern correspondent Ben Burgess back in the uh, saddle, so it'll be good to hear him this evening. And probably a lot of Bees fans will be doing the same as I am, which is sitting in front of uh, Sky on the telly with the sound down and being frustrated at that always slight lag between you and Sky and the image. I've never quite sorted that one out. And the added, the added problem that I have, Mark, when we have evenings like today where the game's on Sky is I'm listening to you, I'm watching Sky, and I usually end up getting a, a notification from my preferred betting partner, first of all. So I don't know. The, the, the excitement of the game is completely destroyed at every level. I, I haven't quite worked out how to, how to work that one out. But we will be listening to you and watching the pictures courtesy of our friends from Osterley. So um, Thomas Frank talking yesterday saying he doesn't mind whether the game's on Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday lunchtime, Sunday afternoon. What about you? What are, are you a Friday evening game man? It's pretty rare. I can't imagine can't think of the last time we were playing in front of the cameras on a Friday night away on such a long journey. Um, so it's a little bit different, but uh, as long as we don't catch too much traffic in the next uh, hour or so, it won't really make too much difference. These longer journeys just have to be done. It's a shame this season because obviously the EFL regulations, they, they do ask you to travel separately. So uh, it's not a lot of fun on the journeys, but it's a bit shorter when you come back with the three points. Yeah, and were it not for uh, Charles, your uh, trusty driver, you'd be having to turn around and drive all the way back uh, afterwards. Uh, you can't even stay in a hotel overnight, I assume, at the moment. No, well, no, no. I'd rather get uh, I'd get back. I've got my uh, COVID jab tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock? I thought yeah. they'd done the over-80s weeks ago. You're obviously uh, a bit further down the queue. That just delayed me a bit. So it's going to be straight down from Ewood Park, three points in the pocket, uh, and, a, and a jab in the arm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, let's hope there's not two bits of pain uh, this weekend. Because that, three, that would be too we, much to bear. Three points and the whole weekend goes a lot better, doesn't it? On paper, at least, uh, it shouldn't be. At least you may get. Uh, there's nothing much we can do about the little bit of pain you may encounter at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. But 
as for 7.45 this evening, we shouldn't be looking forward to too much pain because Rovers have been having an absolute shocker of late. Well, they only got one point in February. And they're always a strange side, Rovers. I think they're one of the most difficult sides to beat in the division. We, we tend to seem to struggle against them. Yet they, uh, they they were around the playoffs, but they've had such a bad run. They've had a bit of an injury crisis. Uh, Armstrong, we're expected to be out uh, tonight. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting game. Uh, but, of course, we come into it fresh, and I think that might make the difference this evening. And that freshness, I thought, was very noticeable at Thomas Frank's news conference uh, yesterday, listening to him. Um, yeah, I, I seem to spend more time on an average week listening to Thomas Frank than I do listening to my own family, uh, just because there's so many games at the moment. And I had noticed in, in recent weeks, unsurprisingly, the effervescent Thomas Frank did seem to have a little bit of weariness about him. But listening to him yesterday, I did feel that, that little bit of spring back in his step uh, you know even if, if 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 the tone of his voice and the tone of his body language is anything to go by I think that week off has done him and hopefully the boys uh, a bit of good yeah it's interesting you should say that Stuart because uh, one thing I noticed uh, and you would see a lot more of it with the with the interviews first hand is he was looking a little bit fatigued um, I know he, you know I was watching him pitch side of the Coventry game with the team Looked very flat that day. He looked very frustrated, particularly when uh, uh, Rico Henry got uh, injured as well. And I think we've seen it in a lot of teams this year. When you're having a good run, as we did, you you don't feel the fatigue quite so much. But as soon as that stops, then it's going to come. And, and these games come in thick and fast. You've even heard uh, Robertson Swansea talking about you know his team looking tired at the moment, but they're still picking up points here and there. We haven't done in the last few days, but no, we've, we've, we're going to be getting players back. You know, Christian Norgard, uh, as we know, he's, he's back now and uh, whether he starts tonight or not, I don't know. But that's a real bonus. We're going to have Pontus back soon and, and Josh De Silva will be back in a, in a few weeks as well. So we traditionally finish the season stronger and we've now got the opportunity. We've had a little mini break. It could work in our favour. And we've got to go on and start picking up some uh, big three points now. Yeah, and I'll come back to, to the returnees because obviously as, as we head towards the run-in, we've got the international break and then the run-in, you know, those, those fresh legs and those important fresh legs uh, and, and strong figures are going to be absolutely vital. And, I, you know, I think that's one of the things that makes today's game so exciting for me is that we've had a week off, we've seen Christian back, we had the good news that Ivan's uh, injury wasn't as bad as it could have been, and he he's coming back. Obviously, uh, disappointment and best wishes to Rico, who's who's going to be out a little bit longer. But as we look forward to the to the remaining games, actually, after such a punishing season on every level, that you know, is it any wonder that Thomas was looking a little bit weary of late? But if we look towards the running, actually we see energy coming in rather than energy draining away. Yeah, absolutely. And we, um, I'm expecting the team to have a really good run uh, from now. I think the spirits will be uh, revitalised by this, uh, this little break. Uh, we've got Emiliano coming back uh, as well. He's a player who can certainly harm other teams, given uh, a little bit of space. It can be a really good impact sub. So we're, we're doing pretty well. I think if you look at other squads, you know, they've got players out for the season still. 
we're going to be doing okay. And, and we've got a tough run in the last few games. But now we've got a period where we can really put the foot down and start to show that we're ready to have a real go and secure what looks like that second place because Norwich obviously are in a very good position at the moment. Yeah, and Thomas admitting yesterday at the press conference that, you know, to all intents and purposes, there is only one automatic place uh, left to go for. And we're certainly the, the ones who are going to want to snatch it. So let's let's look at t- tonight's game first. 7.45 kickoff on Sky, um, Blackburn Rovers. Um, give us your, your thoughts about uh, what we're going to see this evening. Obviously, uh, bearing in mind some of those uh, changes, some of those improvements, uh, Christian coming back, Ivan um, maybe not to full fitness, um, uh, Brian proving his, uh, his goal-scoring ability and that, that confidence boost he got a, a week or so ago. So what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts about this evening? Well, I think we'll have a bit more energy than we showed in the second half against Norwich. I thought the first half, um, we, we played fairly well. And so we certainly had the, the best of the game until they scored. I was looking forward to a good second half. We never really got going until the last five minutes. And, you know, on another day, we could have got a, a late penalty and got out of there with a, a very fortuitous point. But I feel we'll start fast tonight. I mean, Blackburn together with Bournemouth, probably the best teams we've seen in the first half an hour down at uh, Lionel Road this season. Uh, they'll probably have Harvey Elliott back uh, tonight. Joe Rothwell who scored that uh, excellent opener uh, down in the game at uh, Lionel Road. He will probably be back in. Uh, Amari Bell will be back. So they'll make a few changes from uh, from the week. They, they've been dominating a lot of games this season, Blackburn, but they haven't converted well without... Uh, Armstrong, they haven't been putting the chances away, and they've had a lot of problems at centre-back. Uh, Walton went off in the game at uh, the community stadium early in the season. He hasn't played since. Danny Ayala's been out, so they've had problems at the centre-back position. I think Ivan Tony's going to have a very, very big game tonight, Stuart. Um, I think he'll be getting a brace, and I'm going for a three-one win. Uh, see, well, I, yeah, I hate to say that uh, that I'm just following what you said, but that's exactly what I'm going for as well. I, I, I'm excited about this game, um, not least because it's on a, a, a Friday evening, a nice uh, way to end the week and it leaves the the weekend free with the family. But I've I've gone a I've gone a little bit uh, betastic on this one. I, I I usually have a little flutter. Uh, but I, I think there's so many opportunities for us in this game. So um, in, in the interest of full transparency, I've gone 3-1 as well. I've gone us to win both halves and I've gone um, over two and a half goals and, um, and us to win overall. So that, that's my spread. Do you, do you th- so you've said uh, uh, you, you, you expect to see Ivan Tony Bracer. You'd be going over 2.5 as well on the, on the, uh, on the betting exchange. Yeah, it's interesting. The last two away games here, we've both lost one. The other, the last two home games, we've both drawn 2-2. Uh, and remember the season before that, we had the 5-2, which was that lovely day when we had all the children involved, the community day. That was absolutely brilliant. So uh, the games at home are normally high-scoring away from home. Uh, they haven't been. But I remember the first year in the championship, did the game we've been here, we won 3-2, and that uh, wonderful goal from... Uh, Potter, that was a brilliant uh, win, a really important one because we'd lost at home on the Saturday against Cardiff and we really thought that had damaged our playoff hopes. We bounced back with a big three points. So I'm hoping we'll do that tonight. 
sets us up for the game at Derby on Tuesday. Another one where, um, you know, we really need to sort of put our foot down and uh, make a statement to these other teams. They've been on good runs. Watford have been eking out these 1-0 victories here, there. It's all about getting the points, obviously, at the moment. Swansea, we know, have been fortuitous. They've been much talked about. They're, they're still there and about. So some of the other teams might think of still picking up the wings have been on good runs themselves. But it looks like three teams for one, that one second place now for us. But there's no reason why Brentford haven't got as good a chance as the other two of getting it. But let's not get too cocky about tonight because, of course, uh, my uh, big betting misery of this season was the first game of the season against Wickham Wanderers, which uh, I didn't see coming. So let's not uh, count our chickens before they hatch. Any, uh, any possibilities, any, any snags that could um, be the flaw that will, that will not only uh, uh, affect our betting cards, but will affect our, our promotion chances? Uh, what are you talking about tonight? Uh, tonight. Or the rest of the, t- tonight's game. Um, well, at the moment, I know they're talking about it being a little bit wet and windy at the moment. The weather's uh, the weather's fine here, but what it'll be like up in the northwest a little bit later on, I don't know. I think we're at a time now. There's no excuses. We've we've had a little break. Um, they've had you know a long trip down to London to play Millwall at the weekend, Blackburn, and uh, they've had a game which they had the majority of possession in the week, but couldn't quite uh, do enough to get the points. They will be stronger tonight than they will be on Tuesday, I think, with the changes they'll make. Um, but um, I think we've, we've got to try and come away from here, at least with a good performance. Hopefully, that will transmit to getting the three points. But uh, it's about time we got back to uh, winning ways on the road. And my feeling about this one is obviously we saw the tiredness, which we've already discussed, those those three games that were kind of disappointing in different ways. Uh, Norwich, yeah, disappointing that we didn't respond as well as, as we could have and should have. But, you know, it, it's Norwich. They're, they're, they're flying high. And I think uh, we give uh, the boys a pass on that one. But in my mind... If they can't be bang up for it tonight, then frankly, we might as well go home. We've had a break. It's Friday night on Sky Sports. Blackburn are not in the best of form. Everything, if the stars are going to align at this time of a season for a game where we can't just come out absolutely flying and show uh, show what Brentford are all about, then it's tonight. Yeah, we've also got a very important charge here. It comes down to the different rounds of games. Uh, this was the equivalent game of Luton away last year, which we very surprisingly lost. So I'm expecting that to be totally reversed tonight. Because you get your blow in first with the other teams. Swansea playing at Luton tomorrow, so we'll all be supporting the, the Hatters. Yep. And, and you get your blow in first, and you've done your job. You, you let them know you, you're still there. I do think that Swansea will uh, come unstuck a little bit before the end of the season. I may be completely wrong. I hope I'm not. But um, I, I ultimately think it will be between ourselves and Watford. And looking ahead to the end of the season, what's our last home game, Stuart? Watford. Thomas Frank said that it's going to go down to the last game of the season for the league as a whole, but certainly for us. Aren't we in the same position that we were in last year? And there'll be very few of us. Uh, I probably won't be there. I, I'm sure you'll be there, but... God. 
if ever there was a game that uh, that needed 17,000 fans in there. Um, that, but we, we shall worry about that down the line. The the disappointment that that, that you know what a massive game that's going to be and an absolute uh, stonker in in a few weeks' time. And that'll keep our spirits high as uh, as we wait for spring to to arrive for covid to disappear and all the other things that we've had to deal with so let's just briefly reflect i don't want to go over old ground too much on the blip uh, that was and its aftermath understandable i put it down to fatigue and just the intensity of of the game schedule um and and obviously not having fans in the ground to 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 lift the spirits do, do you see any more behind it than that obviously the injuries as well do you see anything uh, more behind it than that and are, are we are we through that that little three uh three four game uh window where things weren't looking quite so rosy i think the next two games will tell you a lot it will tell you whether we're you know, Let's not forget, we are a very, very good football team. And we've seen that over the past few months. Uh, this, this season's been quite cyclical, hasn't it? Whereas teams have had good runs and, and bad runs at different times. And that can be on their fitness. It can be the fact that they are motivated by their results. Injuries come into it. Um, and, and in the grand scheme of things, yes, we've been missing Christian Norgard, a, a key player Pontus Janssen as well, another key player. But our injuries haven't been too bad. Some of the other clubs have had uh, really poor ones as well. It it is what it is in that respect. But the next two games will will tell, I think, a lot of fans where this team wants to go. Is it going to be playoffs or is it going to be looking for that second automatic spot? Obviously, we can draw on the experience of last year, the hurt, the pain, a lot of the players... We'll, we'll still be feeling uh, feeling that, hopefully be motivated by it. But uh, can, can we push on again? No reason why we can't. Uh, this is a very, very talented group of individuals and very focused on getting the job done. And I think what makes the running ahead so exciting is, as you say, after such a punishing season, we're, we're actually getting stronger we've got uh, Pontus Steely back we've got uh, Ivan recovering game on game hopefully we've got Christian back uh, we bit send our best wishes to Rico who unfortunately is going to be out a little bit longer but after such a punishing schedule mentally and physically actually the finishing line is in sight which is psychologically going to give everyone a boost and and just as that uh, checkered flag comes into into view those leaders uh, that we've been missing are also coming back into view. So the stars are, uh, seem to be aligning pretty well. Yeah, and I think when we um, when we had that little blip of the three games, you know, I looked out on the pitch at Coventry and we were really lacking leadership. I'm sure they will admit that, and I'm sure every fan would have been witnessing the same thing. And Thomas even so, mentioned that, didn't he? Thomas was saying that some yeah. of the younger players might have to sort of step up a bit in a leadership capacity. He was aware that that, 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 that those strong heads and experienced heads were missing. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, you know, I think one thing we'd all love to see is uh, Christian Norgard and, and Vitaly Janel. Will they play together uh, in, in the midfield? Um, you know, those two together with possibly Matthias Jensen um, that would be a delicious three in the centre for me. Vitali has been phenomenal. He's been one of the huge bonuses this season. Came in, 
didn't really expect that much of, of him, you know, coming in, stepping up a level to a league. He didn't know, getting his fitness ready. He has been sensational. He's made of made of steel, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's and a, I, I think one of the, you know, any injury is unfortunate. We wouldn't want to see any of our, our key players injured. But if there is one silver lining out of, of some of the things that happened this season is that maybe we've seen uh, what Vitali is capable of that we wouldn't have had, had things been somewhat different in terms of the lineup. Yeah, he, he would have been... Uh, he would have come on with some cameo appearances, I would uh, imagine, and may not have the chance to uh, shine. Possibly got a game... Uh, here and there to give uh, Christian a rest, but uh, I, I think once Norgal comes back in, you'll see him playing regularly and uh, possibly Vitali alongside. Uh, whether Thomas Rank uh, will think differently and he, he will know a lot better than us uh, as fans, but wouldn't it be great to see those two in there together? And that will give you some real cover for the defence and some real resolve and uh, grit. And this is a place I'd love to see them both play tonight. And two of the players that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to uh, dwell on the, the the really negative and unpleasant side of some of the things that had been said, but the sort of scratch head, I'm not sure one way or the other thing is, I'm thinking of Brian and Bumo and Sergi, who uh, can, can blow hot and cold. Um, do you think that the return of, uh, of, of Christian and Pontus and so on, uh, are, are we going to see what we know they're capable of? I mean, Sergi, for me, I think he will, he, he will always be one of my, uh, one of my current favourites. I love watching Sergi. I love his, his attitude. I love his energy and, and, and his, and his uh, smile and, uh, and his passion. But um, Brian, obviously, earlier in the season was, was hit by COVID and... Um, you know, a lot of discussion about whether that had a longer effect on him than than um, that we first realised. But um, what does it, what does this all mean for for Brian and Sergi? Do you think? Well, Brian hasn't hasn't kicked on from last season, as uh, he had a brilliant first season playing with Ben Rama and Watkins. Obviously, maybe missing those missing, he's probably missing Julian Jonvier, who um, you know was a great friend of his. He was. He, was, he got on very well with Ben Rama as well. So that could be difficult for him. You know, he's, he's in a, a, a foreign country. Uh, I think he'll have a very good finish to the end of the season. He played, I think he played well at Norwich. He had a brilliant last half an hour against uh, Stoke City. Set up uh, the goal for uh, Ivan Tony to make it 25 for the season. Uh, Sergi wasn't, uh, didn't have his best game, as we know, missed a big chance against Norwich, he's, he's, up, he's up and down, but when he's good, he's very good. And uh, he's the only player in, who's played all 34 games and been involved in every game, That's either right. as a start or as a sub. So he, yeah, he's an important part of this team, and uh, both will play their part before the end of the season. And quick commercial endorsement, which I wasn't planning, but seeing as you mentioned it, uh, that great goal celebration from Sergi when he scored down on his knees with the, the passion exploding out of his mouth is available as an exclusive T-shirt design in the Bees Bulletin uh, uh, shop uh, as a, an exclusive illustration. I've got one. It looks great. There's also a really good Ivan Tony t-shirt as well so if you're looking for a, an early easter gift get over to the peas bulletin shop but this was not a commercial endorsement as i say so let's uh briefly talk about the run-in then um we've got the international break coming um 
we've been able to catch our breath in a way that we weren't expecting and another chance to catch our breath. And then, uh, uh, as we said, the stars seeming to align potentially for an amazingly exciting run-in. It is, and uh, it's been uh, it's strange. You know, you know, Stuart, how it, it, can, it can drain you, can't it, when you're you're doing your your main job as well. It's thick and fast. I don't think we have any idea how brilliant the medical team have been, the backroom team have been in keeping the team going, um, sports psychologists and so on. It's fun, been one momentous effort to get us in this position here, but. If you're going to be heroes, you want to get in the Premier League next year, you've got to push on again. You've got to be strong. And every game now is coming down to that nervous time of the season. Alex Bergen used to call it squeaky bum, didn't he? Squeaky bum time, yeah. yeah, We are coming up to uh, that, you know, and every every point now will will count. Every game is going to be so engaged, it's going to be nervy. And, and of course, the fans are sadly not not at the ground and, and can't influence the game as they could do when they were there. So I think it's going to be very difficult to be watching these games on the computer or TV, how, however you are. But it's going to be, as you said, so exciting, Stuart. That very good run, hopefully starting at 7.45 this evening when we can return to second place for, uh, let me do the maths, at least 12 hours. I think, uh, (laughs) uh, hopefully a lot longer, but at least 12 hours we'll be back in the automatic promotion places, as I say, depending on on what those below us uh, are doing. We'll all be spending Saturday, uh, rather than thinking about Brentford, looking at what other teams are up to, which is is, uh, the way it's going to be for a while. And then on to Derby. So another, another trip for you on Tuesday. Yeah, they're doing the game up there with Marcus Gale, so um, and another long trip, but an interesting side. They, I think Wayne Rooney's trying to make sure they're difficult to beat. Uh, they don't have too much offensively apart from uh, Colin Kazim Richards, who has been sensational for them this season. I think their fans were pretty well up in arms when he was signed, and they're wondering about, you know, is this we're looking for a, a bigger name to, to sign to play up front? But he's been brilliant for them, difficult to play against. And, and as we saw with the game where we did at least have 2,000 fans in, our first uh, night game in the league at um, the community stadium with fans, that uh, we, we couldn't quite go on and get the uh, points. But, you know, if, if we got four points from the, these next two games, I'm sure we'd, uh, we'd consider that a decent return. If we got six, I'd say we're right on course. Another late night home for you on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning then, and possibly with a sore arm, because if you're getting your jab uh, tomorrow morning, you're going to be putting in all those miles. Do they put it in the right arm or the left arm? I'm not sure. Do you have a choice? Uh, I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't normally You might want to ask to get it in your left arm, because if you're driving another 200-odd miles, uh, 300 miles on Tuesday... You know, you're gonna you're gonna have a bit of fatigue there at, at the wheels. So do do look after yourself, or or just uh, ask Charles, the driver, to um, to to look after you in in his usual fashion. Of course, I I did forget about Charles, who of course will take care of business as he always does. Um, Mark, great to talk to you. Where are you now? Um, I'm just coming off to the Telford turnoff on the M6, so making good progress and. Uh, 
might even have time for about uh, 30 minutes with the seat back having a little snooze. Any progress past Telford is good progress. Uh, when I drive to North Wales, where my, my uh, routes are, uh, I always find when you pass Telford and hit, hit uh, uh, Shrewsbury, I don't think you go in quite that way, uh, uh, and the, 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 the world starts to look a little bit more beautiful. Unfortunately, you're heading a bit further north, so the world won't look quite so beautiful. But, but you're getting there, Mark. Uh, be careful behind the road. Keep your eyes on the road and your hands behind the wheel, as Jim Morrison once sang. Uh, we'll be listening to you. Final chance to uh, remind us how we can hear you tonight and and watch you if we're not watching Sky. Yes, I follow. We'll be starting our audio broadcast at 7.30 and uh, welcome any Brentford fans to join myself and more importantly, Ben Burgess, who you love hearing from. Ben, of course, was, uh, it was a very memorable season, the 2001-2002 season, when he was on loan, ironically, to us from Blackburn. But uh, he'll be hoping to get one uh, over. He, he writes for the uh, for Brentford in the matchday programme now. Uh, he's got a great affinity for the Bees, and uh, he'll be certainly hoping we go on to get the points tonight. Mark Burridge in the wild and woolly north. Stuart Hughes in the civilised and cultured south, where I'll be watching the game tonight. Uh, but as ever, uh, we'll be listening to Mark. And after the game, as you would expect, the Bees Bulletin podcast with all the action and reaction, which you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts from, through your smart speaker. And as I always say, you can get all the latest Brentford news first and fast, uh, Bees Bulletin on Facebook and Twitter. Mark, looking forward to this evening. Thanks for the chat. Uh, drive safely and enjoy the match.